Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Michael Gormley. I'm the director of evangelization here at our parish. And if you don't know me by now, baby, you will never, ever, ever know me. Today, we are going to begin our project of the Relic Reveal, hashtag Relic Reveal. As we unfold these relics, we have the new one to announce for this week. I am so excited, near and dear to my heart, near and dear to your heart. It's our very own St. Anthony of Padua. Now, you might be saying, wait a second, Gormley, I thought we already had a relic of St. Anthony of Padua in our church. Well, guess what, fancy pants? We actually have seven relics of different saints here at our church. What we are doing with this wonderful opportunity with Father Carlos is he's going to recertify all of our saints to make sure that the paperwork and documentation is in line with the Vatican and the Vatican's knowledge of the placement of these relics. Moreover, we are going to be able to place two relics in our sanctuary in a renewed place of honor, and the rest of our existing relics are going to be added to the new relics in the beautiful Our Lady of the Angels Chapel that'll be coming hopefully groundbreaking December, January. I'm so excited. Now I want to take a brief moment to describe to you the biography of St. Anthony of Padua. Now let me tell you, you can find a beautiful summary of this biography on our website, ap.church saints. St. Anthony of Padua was not born in Padua, Italy. St. Anthony of Padua was actually born in Portugal. That's why the Portuguese call him St. Anthony of Portugal. They don't call him St. Anthony of Padua. In fact, that boils some of their blood, right? St. Anthony was not born St. Anthony. I actually can't even remember his name. Oh, first name is actually Fernando. Now, I love this story. So Fernando, born in Portugal, joins a religious order called the Augustinian Canons. Is it, Jay? Augustinian Canons. He joins the Augustinian Canons and becomes a monk. Now, one day in his town, four Franciscan martyrs show up. Their bodies show up, and they're going to do a funeral for these men. And he inquires about both the religious order, which was recently founded, and St. Francis of Assisi, who found it, still alive. And he finds out that these men, inspired by the spirit of St. Francis, joined their order, then went to North Africa to preach to the Muslim Moors living in that area. And they were martyred. He is so inspired by this, these uh, turn of events. He joins the Franciscans, takes the name Anthony after St. Anthony of the Desert, the founder of monasticism. I love. We might talk about him later. What? Uh, <laughs> St. Anthony eventually goes to North Africa and gets so terribly sick he can't preach. He can't teach. He can't do any evangelization. In fact, his sickness is so bad, the other friars say, get back to Portugal and go recover your health, then come back. As he's on a ship going back to Portugal, North Africa, Portugal, it gets blown off course in a horrible storm, and he lands on Sicily. He goes to Sicily, and there in Sicily, right, he begins to study scripture intensely. St. Anthony of Padua, is usually depicted with the child Jesus holding lilies and oftentimes the child Jesus, like in our beautiful statue in the church, is sitting on top of the open book of scriptures. By St. Anthony. He became a master of scripture. In fact, he had the entire Bible memorized. The Franciscans used to say, 
that if we lost every copy of the Bible, the church would have no fear for Anthony could recall it. One day, Anthony is in this village. The Dominicans and the Franciscans are together. And uh, the friar who is supposed to preach the sermon uh, at this beautiful ceremony of the ordination of some Franciscans and Dominicans gets sick. And preaching back then was a very big responsibility, especially if you're a Franciscan in front of a bunch of Dominicans, because the Dominicans are known as the order of preachers. Well, a whole bunch of Franciscan friars are like, nope, nope, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. So finally, the head guy's like, Anthony, get up there, preach something quick. And he preaches a sermon that when people heard him, it enabled him to eventually become the head of education for the Franciscan order because Francis heard it and was so moved as long or uh, along with all the other Franciscan and Dominicans that they were like, why are you hiding this man? So he becomes the head of education for the entire Franciscan order. And he ends up going to Northern Italy where he spends the vast majority of his labors, of his Christian work, preaching to a group in Northern Italy that had fallen away from the church. Um, it is here and the massive amounts of converts that he made from this group that he is known as the hammer of heretics, which is hilarious because when people think of St. Anthony of Padua, they don't think of the hammer of heretics. They think of, I can't find my car keys, St. Anthony, St. Anthony, come down from your cloud. Something is lost and must be found. Now, when we talk about St. Anthony, we need to realize that the principal charism of his heart was to preach the gospel. You and I have the same call by virtue of our baptism to preach the gospel, whether it's in season or out of season, whether it's an election season or not an election season. St. Anthony of Padua was a fierce preacher. But let me make a historical note about the quality of his preaching. The Franciscan order had people, scribes, who would copy down a lot of his sermons, and we have his notes from his sermons. He gave about 208 sermons that he gave against these heretics living in northern Italy. Now, we have about 208 of these preserved. He probably gave much more. But one of the things that a recent Franciscan friar noted, he did a quantitative survey of all of these sermons to see what subject matter did he teach on so that they could maybe replicate it. Like, what if we were to give similar homilies in, in the modern world? What, what was the subject? What was the nature? What was the way that he preached the gospel? And this guy came to a shocking conclusion. He said, even though St. Anthony was preaching to heretics, his messages, about 204 out of the 208, did not contain open condemnations of heretical doctrines, which we would think of. So if you have a Catholic and a Protestant debating, what do they do? They emphasize where they are divided. But what did St. Anthony do? Well, he didn't hide the truth. He didn't sugarcoat the truth. But he didn't just go on the warpath and the attack. He preached about 204 out of the 208 sermons were preaching on the glories of what we have in Christ Jesus. They were preaching the gospel and the gift of Christ to the world of the church. And in speaking about the glories of the Catholic church, that converted so many hearts. Let me give you a for instance in my daily life. I work with people all the time who are good and devout Roman Catholics. But from time to time, you and I need to be reminded of the power of the basic gospel message. We call that in Greek the kerygma, the proclamation of the gospel. So the other day I'm sitting down with people who have been far from the church, far from Jesus, who have not walked with Christ, but something is pulling on their heart. And I just reiterated what the gospel teaches, that Jesus Christ, 
right? Fully loves you, right? To the point of laying down his life freely. And I began to unfold about 20 minutes worth of the gospel. And I tell you, I did this for this uh, for a couple in my office. I did this for a young adult at an event in Austin that I was at. And immediately, tears come to their eyes. One was far from God. The couple, they were far from God. They hadn't prayed in years. The other one was a daily mass goer. And the idea is, unless we return like St. Anthony, to the basic gospel message and the glories of what Christ reveals and the glories of the Catholic Church, so often we get lost in the mundane nature of our faith. And so here, just restoring the basic gospel message enkindled in people's hearts a fiery devotion to Christ. St. Anthony of Padua, though we already have his relic, his relic is going to be repristinated and represented here in our parish. So brothers and sisters, next week, hashtag relic reveal continues. Each week, a new saint to be introduced so that we can honor the communion of saints by imitating them, we imitate Christ Jesus. Stay with us, stay tuned, God bless you. St. Anthony of Padua, pray for us.